Asanya Mosaka. On 702. 702. For the curious. But for now, we continue with this music theme, especially in light of the fact that yesterday we saw the Standard Bank National Arts Festival, the Standard Bank Joy of Jazz. Uh, because the two can't happen at the moment, we now have this incredible event. It's going to be the virtual music event of the year, the Standard Bank Virtual Jazz Festival, which kicked off yesterday and goes on till the 5th of July. And in light of that, we thought, let's welcome and speak to the Standard Bank Young Artist Award recipient for jazz for 2020 and that is none other than Sisonke Konti. He has proven himself um, and made sure that he becomes quite the outstanding saxophonist and he's a talent very sought after for many different ensembles. When you look at his catalogue, his musical uh, history, he has played with an array of highly acclaimed musicians. I mean, he started with Jimmy Luzu, you know, and he started playing professionally and he just never looked back. Greats like Victor Doni, um, the late Hugh Masikela, Judith Supuma, Lira, uh, and then on the house side of things, DJ Christos, Vini, Da Vinci, uh, and so on. And then, greats like Herbie Tswaedi, Fea Faku, um, pop bands like Freshly Ground. So this proves the kind of repertoire and, and scope that uh, Sisonka has achieved over the years. And so this year, as the Standard Bank Young Artist Award recipient in jazz, he uh, leads and heads um, the, 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 uh, the, the list of artists that will be performing as part of that virtual festival. And he now joins us on the line. Sisonke, good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on, uh, on this award. Oh, good afternoon and thanks for having me. That I know we're a little bit late, when but you out. <laughs> when you're what? Say that again. I'm saying when you read out my resume, it, it sounds quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. I mean, I left out so many other great uh, artists <laughs> whose work you participated in. There's Marcus White, there's Good Luck, there's Bokani Dai, yeah, there's Simpiwe Dana, Andileye Nana. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, I want to no, really start with with this accolade now. Um, because you were selected to be part of the school's big band at the Standard Bank National Youth Jazz Festival all those years ago when you were in your teens. Yes. And then, of course, um, you went on to be in the National Youth Band, and now you're the Standard Bank Young Artist uh, Award recipient for jazz. It's truly a full circle moment. No, it, it is amazing. I mean, I remember when I was like 15 at the festival and watching, you know, the professional musicians perform and, and also the winners of the award, the Standard Bank Young Artist Award. I really never imagined myself as being one, you know, as, as becoming a Standard Bank Young Artist. So it's, it's really surreal for me. Yeah, yeah. No, congratulations yeah. for sure. And let's see what uh, having or winning this award is going to do for your career, which already has been impressive so far. But let's go back to when you first picked up the um, the saxophone. You actually preferred the trombone, right? I mean, whenever I look at a yeah. horn section, I remember watching. Um, uh, the, why am I forgetting? Woo, um, Winton <laughs> Marcellus and and the big band that he brought with oh, him, the and then of. Yes, yes, yes. 
Exactly. And also Marcus Wyatt and uh, the ZA are a big band. You know, when you have a big ensemble like that, my eyes are always on the horn section. And the trombone, yeah. I find trombonists generally, uh, they, they seem to stand out. They're rebellious. Sometimes they'll play with a colorful trombone. Just the nature of yeah. their instrument makes them stand out. And for you, that was also where your eyes went <laughs> as a child. Yes, I think, I think it was because uh, my dad used to play a lot of Jonas Gwanga at the time as well ah. so I mean I, I can't remember why but I think I was intrigued by that and but f- un- unfortunately for me there were no trombones uh, for me to play at the school so I was given a, a clarinet mm. so that's how I started and then from the clarinet I moved on to the saxophone right never and how did that transition to... happen is it is it a, is it like a natural kind of transition from yes, the clarinet from to clarinet the saxophone, to saxophone. Yes, it's a nat- it's a natural um, um, I guess progression. Um, yeah. Most people move from clarinet to to the saxophone. I mean, it's hard for for when you're young because your fingers are small, so you can't really um, carry the weight of a saxophone. So they always start you <laughs> off on the clarinet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it, I started as well. Yes, and that must have been a really special time for a young boy, uh, discovering an instrument and, of course, the, the opportunities that you had. Even as a youngster, you got to be part of a recording, like a studio recording with the Little Giants band. Oh, wow, jeez. I forgot about that. Yes, I, was, I think I was 15 or 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing experience because um, I don't know if you know about the late Ezra Mugana. He's a, an amazing saxophonist. And he was a hero of mine, and he was running the band alongside another gentleman named George Werner. So to be in the same studio as, as Ezra was just, yeah, it was it was out of this world for me. I'll never forget that yes. experience. Even yeah. as a child, you knew that this was a big occasion, a big experience for for your for a youngster. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I, at that time, I never thought that I'd take up music professionally. But mm-hmm. I, I really was passionate about it, you know, and, and I, I mm-hmm. took it seriously. I practiced and just to be around my hero was just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Yes. Because also the Little Giants played with uh, artists who went on to be uh, hitters, bigger hitters in the South African jazz space. So it seems like your your path was already destined to Sisonke because you played with people like Darren English. Um, there yes. was Luanda uh, uh, Gogwana. Gogwana. Uh, and here you are as this youngster amongst these people already on their way to impacting uh, jazz in South Africa. Yeah. No, it was a, it was an amazing time. Luanda was... Uh, Luanda, I guess, for me was... A mentor and a tutor of some sort, because he was older. He was at UCT already when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. um, he took a, he took a lot of us under his wing, and you know, he taught us about harmony and you know how to 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 play solos. You know what I mean? Asked him a lot of questions. So we had a really great time in the band with a lot of a lot of older guys who we could learn from as well. So it was it was an amazing institution. Yes, wow. Yeah. Uh, we've got a call. Jan has given us a call. He's got a question for you, uh, Sisonke. Good afternoon, Jan. Yes, hello, Zanya. Thank you very much for taking the call. And here's what uh, I think Sisonke needs to do. You need to get in touch with Winston Marsalis at JLC, which is Jazz mm-hmm. at Lincoln Center, because yes. Winston loves the South African jazz musicians. You see, and he always gives them an opportunity to, to show their talent and everything. And with, with uh, Sisonke winning this award, I think he'd definitely be in line and be interested, you know. It's Lincoln mm-hmm. Center in Manhattan, New York, um, 
you know, and it's jazz.org is their website. Right. Jan, thank you for that. So you're that sort of talent, Sisonke. That's what Jan sees in you, that you could, you could work with and uh, can go on to work with people like Winton Marcellus. Wow, that would be amazing. I actually met him last year at the, at the Joy yes. of Jazz because I was playing yes. with the ZAR Orchestra. So we're playing yeah. on the same stage. Um, that was yeah, an incredible I mean, occasion with the two. It wasn't a battle as such. <laughs> but it was band wonderful to see our big band and his big band um, having yes. this exchange, this alternating. And it was always a question, what are they going to play next? What is their response to what this <laughs> no, side was, just played? That was an amazing night. It was an amazing night. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, um, And more compliments. Another one of our listeners, it's unsigned, and he says, Sasonke Konti, what an amazing talent. Lawyer turned jazz musician. He followed his dream and pursued his calling. I just love how his explanation on the title of his album, and we'll get to that in a moment, but it's just such a devoted, long text to you, um, oh, listing wow. the artists that you have played with and uh, saying that he, your mother... Veliswa said the uh, the family had been skeptical when you wanted to pursue a career in music, but that they soon came around. Um, and uh, it's a long one. I think we should forward it to you so that you can read it at your leisure. It's one of our I'd listeners who clearly appreciates yeah. the talent that uh, that you are. Listen, let's take a break and we'll go on to talk precisely about that debut album and just the family of jazz artists that you belong to. Our guest this afternoon, Sisonke saxophonist who is the headline act for this year's Standard Bank um, uh, Standard Bank Virtual Jazz Festival. The Friday Profile. Still so much to talk to uh, uh, Sisonke about, considering the sort of career he's had. Truly an outstanding saxophonist. And he's part of a generation of jazz artists that uh, is seems and looks like a very, very tight family. So Sisonke, you came up to Johannesburg, what, in uh, 2013 after 2013. playing in Cape Town? Yeah, after playing in Cape Town professionally, you played with Jimmy Lulu, um, and you came to Johannesburg, but you didn't record an album immediately. You continued to contribute to the projects of many artists, like uh, the list that I was sharing a little bit earlier on. Boy, you must have yeah. had some really great highlights from that period before your debut. Yeah, I mean, moving to Johannesburg for me, it was, you know, like... I wouldn't say Cape Town's a small, it's a small town, but in terms of music, um, you know, I felt like a, a small town boy moving into this big city away mm. from my, where my heroes live. You know, people that I've never met, you know, I just hear the music on radio or I see them, I listen to them doing interviews or whatever on YouTube. So moving up here and getting to meet the likes of, um, Brahebi was just, you know, a, a childhood dream come true. And, to play with yeah. them was even more of an experience. Um, so I, 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 I'd never thought of recording my album at the time. You know, I was just enjoying the, the time I had with, with these great musicians. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But they're projects that certainly stand out. I think uh, Mabuta and Shane, uh, Mabuta with Shane, Shane Cooper. Cooper, and then the, yeah. the ZAR Jazz Orchestra with Marcus Wyatt, yeah. and then Kesivan yeah. and the Lights. I think... For me, these are standout projects that, you know, as a young artist, you got to, to, to be involved in. Do you look back yeah. and regard them that way? Or which projects do you think are, 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 are a great feather in your cap? I, I think Kiss the Sun and the Light, um, 
that was in Cape Town. Um, that's when yeah. I, I was really breaking into the scene, and he took me under his wing. Um, I was really, really, I was young at the time. I was playing with these great musicians. Um, I felt, you know, like I didn't deserve to be there. Um, yeah. But I guess they saw something in me and, and, and they nurtured that, you know, and helped me through. So I think Kesevan sort of kicked off my, my helped kick off my career in, in terms of the professional improvised scene. And then moving to Johannesburg, um, working with the likes of Marcus White and the ZAR Orchestra, I guess that's a massive highlight as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you eventually record your album, the one that our, uh, our listener uh, spoke about. It's so, so beautifully, so intimately, and it is an intimate album, very personal. Uh, you hear it yeah. in songs like, Is This Goodbye? I think even the vocal on that song is just, it's breathtaking. So even great choice. I think as a band leader, as a composer, great choice with how you assembled uh, Ronde and songs like, Is This Goodbye? Songs like, introspection, there's an intimacy and we almost get a glimpse of the headspace that you were in. So I understand it was from a broken heart. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for laughing. Yes, yes, it was. I mean, (laughs) that that 2017, 2016, 2017 was was a tough year for me. Uh, I'm glad I, I... I managed to get through it. Yeah, it was from a broken heart. Uh, mm. That's, that's mm. all I can say. <laughs> no, now when I think and about it, is it, this goodbye, knowing this, it just puts the song so well into context. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I, I think I was just I was just questioning the whole situation. Like, is this really it? You know? Yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah. That's the headspace I was in at the time. I think I, I actually wrote that song. Uh, two weeks before we went into studio, along alongside introspection. Mm, mm, yeah. Right. You called artists like uh, Bokane Dyer, uh, Shane Cooper. I know you wanted to be on one of his recordings prior to that, but you couldn't. Spam La Lose. Just you belong. It seems that you belong to this uh, generation. You and your peers have managed to form quite a tight knit generation of of jazz artists who yes. continue, of course, to, to give South African jazz its identity. Is it fair to describe you guys as that, as a really tight-knit sort of community and family? No, that's, that's I mean, I wouldn't put it any other way. We've we yeah. come a long way from, from Cape Town days. I mean, Spy and I were, were in the first year together at UCT. And, and, and the, first, the first show that I watched when I was at UCT, uh, it was Bogani Dyer um, with wow. Shane Cooper and Bates. So, I mean, we met all those years ago and we never lost contact, you know what I mean? And we mm. kept on growing together. Mm. And let's not forget the rose amongst all of this, uh, Tandin Dooley, even as she Tandin travels Dooley, and returns. Yeah. Do you remain yeah. uh, close and collaborating? Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, I was, she was also in that first year class with Spy and I. Um, ah. So, we, yeah, we were first first year together. Um, mm. Yeah, we've come a long way, long, long way. And she's an amazing artist. Amazing artist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you're a band leader as well. And I think the work of a band leader, you can watch a performance. Um, and the impression that you get, I think, tells you a lot about the band leader. You know, because you yeah. have to pull together, bring together these artists, um, 
And then you complement that with your work as a composer. And I guess having studied under others, um, watching how others have worked has helped you also be pretty successful at being a band leader. Is it a role that you enjoyed? And are there who would have been your mentors along this journey to becoming a band leader, the band leader you are today? Um, I think I've had a very easy journey as, as, as a band leader because... As you mentioned, all those names, it, it's people that I've grown up with in the music industry, people who know me very well. They know how I think. They, they know what I like. So it doesn't take much for me to, you know, if I bring a song to the table, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's easy for me to, to, I mean, I don't have to say much to the guys. They, they kind of understand me and they know what I like. So I've had an easy job as a band leader. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess one day when I, when I spread my wings further and start working with other people or more people, um, I'll be tested more as a band leader. Mm, mm. Yeah. And the composer side of life, you composed, of course, the music on your debut uh, album. Um, so yeah. what about your, your, your style when you compose? Are you one of those very technical people or do you find that you're driven by something else? I'm not technical at all. I wish I was sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm driven, I guess I'm driven by emotion. Um, if, if, if you look at the song titles, um, they'll tell you what kind of composer I am. You know, whatever, whatever situation I'm in at the time and I feel inspired, I'm sitting next to the piano, I'm playing my saxophone. Um, mm. Something will always come out, you know what I mean? Like just to, if, if I'm in pain, like, you know, and I'm playing my saxophone, Somehow, I'll play a melody which will reflect whatever it is that I'm going through. You know what I mean? So my music is always connected to an emotion. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, or you... a memory, yeah. So as a saxophonist, of course, there are others that have come before you that you are part of this uh club of artists you know you belong to that club of artists who have chosen the saxophone who do you consider the pinnacle at at playing it Oof. <laughs> um so you're basically asking me who's the greatest saxophonist? <laughs> oh my god that's a difficult one but if, if i may mention two um one of my Two, the two biggest inspirations are um, the late Bawinston Nangungu yes. um, and uh, the late John Coltrane. I guess mm. those two stand out for me. Mm. And they are the two, yeah, they've influenced my style of playing a lot as well. Yes, and you do Yakalinkomo actually. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the songs that you you you've performed in the past. Yes. Now, yes. yeah, that demonstrates the love um, of his music that you have. But in rapping, yes. Sisonke, now that you're the Standard Bank Young Artist um, for Jazz Award recipient. What are your plans? What do you plan to do with this accolade? Because it's not only an award you get to put on the mantle, but there are also platforms such as this virtual jazz festival that kicked off yesterday. And of course, the support of a brand that has walked this arts journey with many artists over the years. What's your, what what is the outcome that you want to achieve? Obviously, when when COVID hit, I I got hit very hard. I think I was numb for like two, three weeks. (laughs) Um, I had so many Mm. plans. Well, the year I was supposed to travel abroad um, and I was supposed to have recorded my album a bit earlier. Um, by the way, I've recorded my album now and it sh- 
should be out in the next two months. Um, wow. Yeah, so um, for now, you know, I'm just concentrating on, on releasing my music um, and making sure that it reaches as many ears as possible. You know what I mean? Um, so that so that I can so that I can be able to to spread my wings around the world and and and, and take my music there. Yes, I think anyone who hasn't listened to your debut album, they if they listened and they didn't know that you were such a young artist, uh, they would say we're lying because there is a perfection, there's a refinement about your music that 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 defies your years. I think that's definitely what comes to mind when I listened, and then you look at the videos and you think everybody's so young, everybody is so young, and that the, and yet the music has a refinement to it that. Uh, suggests that it could be from older artists. So I think it's a great testament to you and this jazz cohort, the your peers currently, and what you've managed yeah. to to achieve. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, we borrow we borrow a lot from our elders as well. So you can't mm-hmm. take all the credit. So I mm-hmm. think that side comes from from us borrowing from people who've come before us, um, who have taught us a lot. And yes. um, yeah, looking forward to, to growing even more, you know what I mean? Mm, you were good students. <laughs> you were definitely good students. All right, so um, when we tune in, when is your performance coming up? Do you know when we'll be able to watch your, um, your performance? The, the, the first one is today, actually. Um, people can, can access it now, um, anytime from now. Actually, from 9 a.m. this morning. Um, mm-hmm. so, and they can access it for 11 days afterwards. And then yeah. my next one is on the 3rd of, of July. So I've got Fantastic. Yes, as part of uh, the, the Virtual Jazz Festival. Sisanka, thank you so much for speaking to us today and enjoy the Virtual Festival. I know your job is done. What's left is for us to sit back and enjoy what you've put together. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, thank people, you. get your tickets and support live music. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what our artists need at the moment, our fervent support of all their efforts because the creativity continues in spite of the lockdown. So you can go to 702.co.za to buy your tickets and if you purchase them using your Standard Bank card, then you get 20% off. As Sisonke says, his performance is already up, uh, launched today and you'll be able to watch it over the next 11 days as the festival goes on until the 5th of July. But there is an incredible list of young artists, Spa Mdlalose, We've spoken about him and uh, his collaborations with Susonke during this conversation. He's featured as well. Vuma Levine, who's a previous guest on this show. Ami Faku, for instance, Swing City, Mikasa. There's Lindas Kakanes, Akile Simani, uh, Jacob Collier from the UK joining this list of South African artists. And then representing the Netherlands is Mita Ake um, and uh, Jurion van Vliet. So that's, that forms, those two acts form the complement of international uh, 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 artists who are part of the Standard Bank Virtual Jazz Festival.